Okay, this. This is Monster Manual Mash. This is the podcast that you are listening to when you want to learn things about monsters from the fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons Monster Manual. We're going entry by entry, looking into the little guys that they have for you to play with. Each monster um, is a tool for a DM to use, is a character to use, and we are learning about trying to figure out what they are, what uh, monsters are, what they're supposed to be doing psychologically, why you might want to put one in your game, how to use one, where they come from, um, from real-world mythology or real-world media, and also we're probably going to make some stuff up yeah. and uh, have bad ideas. <laughs> Workshop them a little bit. Yeah. And just kind of look into the like the whole idea. There's this idea in like the 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 cultural lexicon or whatever of like a monster. There's like this whole category of things that are just mm-hmm. monsters, and everybody knows what a monster is. And there's this whole book that like categorizes them and like gives you numer- numerical ways of using them in a thing. Yeah, it's it's almost yeah. like it's unfortunately somehow unfortunately maybe fortunately I don't know how, what your opinion is, but like. Uh, this kind of sets the standard for monsters in our current, yeah. uh, current day. So everything you hear and read, everything you read in these books, they sort of like D and D is like the most like well known kind of accepted aggregator of all human mythology yeah. <laughs> at this point. Yeah, and in doing that, a kind of uh tends to flatten things and also tends to add things that are its own and we try to parse this all out yeah yeah it's kind of like when you like if you you compress a photo of something right and you get less pixels and Mm -hmm. you can still see the thing and so it's like there are all these nuances and complicated interactions of things that would make like a monster like what would it be like in real life but you got to make it work in this game and so there's a lot of things that get simplified and 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 it gets like broken down into a couple paragraphs yeah. and a block of numbers. So we're gonna figure it out. We're yeah. gonna talk about it. And that was probably long winded if you are a more long term listener. But this is also to get Wes and I to remember what the hell we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, because it's been a little while, but we're back in the saddle and we're ready to do this. Let's talk about the last of the C's, Cyclops. Yeah, not the mopey X Men. But the one-eyed giant, they are one-eyed giants. <laughs> <laughs> they eke out a meager existence in the wild lands. Okay? They are isolationists by nature. Okay? And they avoid contact with other races and drive out strangers from their territory. Okay. Okay. So they're one-eyed giants. They live wildly and they don't like you. Yeah. In their zone. Yeah. So this first paragraph suggests that they are, uh, you're going from point A to point B and random encounter or not so random yeah. encounter, uh, you've pissed off some wandering cyclops. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, it sort of implies that like, there's no like cyclops city. This the cyclops, yeah. like cyclops, cyclopopolis. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good there's one. There's none of that. Yeah, it's just like there's a, there's a Cyclops. One-eyed city. In your vicinity. Uh, One-eyed city <laughs> one in your vicinity. City. Yeah. That's on the sign. 
Yeah. When you get into Cyclopopolis. Uh, yeah, they're wild. They're around. They're like good for a one-off encounter. Maybe they have to hit you with a club and you have to not get hit and you have to kill them. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, but let's figure out what else they are. So they're not just this one note thing. So all of these entries have like a few paragraphs and they are all headlined by an emboldened word or phrase. This one, non-religious. They are non-religious. Yeah, right off the bat. <laughs> the first thing you should know about weird, Cyclops is. <laughs> yeah, first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. It's a weird thing to lead with. There's a legend that they are the spawn of one of the gods of the giants, which is a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that in the G's in the next five years. <laughs> um, but the Cyclops don't care about that. They dislike ritual and they dislike prayer which they consider complex and foreign in quotes. That's like what that's their official stance on prayer and ritual. <laughs> but if they receive a benefit from a divine source, they will pay homage as long as the benefit or the threat remains. So they're not too proud to shun something that comes from a divine source, but they don't really care. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a weird trait for a whole race to have yeah yeah especially one where like all of them are individuals it's not like these are cultural values that they're like passing down yeah but it kind of like it 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 is and it isn't because they're isolationists and they don't like strangers which kind of suggests they don't talk too much to each other yeah so you'd think that that'd be true that they would have like more individualized personalities. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of funny that they're all uniform, even though they're all isolationists. <laughs> but it kind of makes, it makes a kind of sense the more we, we dig into them. Yeah. But it's just a weird thing to have at the forefront of a monster. Like, okay, so now that we know, we kind of build this from the ground up, uh, uh, the theoretical encounter with the Cyclops. So you're out in the wilderness trying to get to the Cave of Wonders and you run into a cyclops and he's like, get out of my zone. I hate God. <laughs> 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 right? Like, uh, uh, what? I don't know if God exists and I don't care. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> me Unless neither. he's got it specifically out for me in a tangible way. <laughs> yeah. That uh, doesn't really make any sense. But we'll keep reading and maybe it will. The next, uh, like, I don't know how to use that in a game. But the next thing is they are unsophisticated. They live alone or in small family groups. They have herding animals. They live in things like caves or ruins. And they sometimes make dry stone structures that they build themselves. And they put their animals in at night and with a boulder. This is a uniform yeah, cyclops living experience. Yeah. Uh, Good old boulder doors. Boulder doors, not for their protection, but to turn their uh, abode into a sort of living space slash barn. Yeah. Yeah. And worst comes to worst, they can throw the boulder. Oh, they can totally, yeah. Yeah. They can totally throw a boulder, but it's to keep their goats inside. Yeah. And to keep coyotes out. Yeah. It's not, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to throw the goat protection rock. No, first. you don't, you don't throw your coyote boulder. Yeah. You got side boulders for side. You got, yeah. You got side boulders for that. 
They live within a day's walk of other cyclopses so they can trade and, quote, seek mates. Okay. Well, yeah, they could have a culture sort of thing. They have, so they have yeah. a small culture of, of individuals or small family groups, herding animals, uh, kind of walking near each other to trade or to seek mates, which is a, like I tried to think about what that would be like. So your territory abuts another cyclops territory. Yeah. And you're just kind of like hanging out, herding your sheep. And then you, off in the distance, you see this like, this like dude checking you out from like <laughs> a really far away. <laughs> just like sniffing around the edge of your, your giant territory. Yeah. Just like this weird, like, and then if he does, if like they finally do make contact and he's like, Hey, what are you, what are you up to? <laughs> You're just like, uh, hurting my goat. <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, me too. You want to go out sometime? Like, what does a seek mate mean when it's, uh, they have these huge territories and they're just like wandering around? It's just such a strange culture. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm picturing them like when they first sort of come across each other, they just, Cause they're, they're kind of eyeball monsters, you know? <laughs> so they yeah. would just stare at each other for like a really long time yeah. and then kind of move a little, kind of like when two cats meet each other for the first time mm-hmm. and they don't know, they don't know what's up yet. They'll just like stare for like ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They probably do that too because they have no depth perception. So they're like, right. How far away? Move. Yeah. How far away is that person? I don't know. Just remain calm and like move closer or slow, move closer or farther away slowly. So it's not to startle anyone. Maybe because they have no depth perception, maybe like most Cyclops, uh, like relationships start with them like bumping into each other and like dropping everything and like picking it up, like, uh, like, like dropping all the school books and everything. Their school books. Yeah. <laughs> all of their, all of their tablets that just say goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The little picture of a goat with like an arrow pointing at its head, <laughs> leg, non-head. Uh, they understand giant as a language, but they don't write anything and they speak mostly in grunts. So that increases the complication of seeking mates. Uh, they don't use money, but they value gold and shells and glittering colorful objects up to and including pewter goblets and cutlery as things that they wear and that they value. So they can probably be duped and traded with. Yeah. And, uh, like is a crate full of spoons. <laughs> <laughs> knowing the kind of games I've played in and have run, uh, like a party of normal people, as far as I know, I just can use this opportunity to poke at how dumb this NPC is. Yeah. And just have fun with like trying to make servants or to get things out of someone that is uh, dumb enough to be taking like cups as payment for things. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads us to the next bolded point. Mm-hmm. They are unwise. They are not great thinkers or strategists. They are slow to learn and bound to traditional ways and they find innovation difficult. Those are all different ways of just saying how dumb they are. That's like just different words, yeah. and different ways of saying they're not smart. They have terrifying strength, but they can be tricked by clever foes. 
they can be cowed and awed by obvious displays of magic because uh, they think this is kind of explicit. They think that the magic user will be a divine being and they will react with a vengeful bloodthirsty violence when they learn that they are duped by a mere mortal. Yeah. That's great. This is like the most, uh, gameable piece of information about them. Yeah. That will, you can either drop it as a hint or once most, the average player gets wind that, someone is dumb they yeah will try to impress them that's a great time for spellcasters to bust out their like general magic bullshit cantrips mm-hmm. you know like prestidigitation where you can just make 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 a bunch of weird things happen or thaumaturgy which makes a place seem haunted or just does weird spooky things make bad smells is usually yeah. what happens yeah you can make a weird smell you can make something shiny you know that's a, that's a good that's a good time for your like just be creative yeah spells it's it's and it's kind of weird because you combine this with the first thing we learn about them, which is that they're non-religious, except they think that you like the, anyone that does magic is a god, but yeah. they're non-religious. Yeah. Well, that it sort of seems more like they they because I I think there is maybe a different thing between like belief in like deities and like respect for them right and so their sort of deal is more that they don't care they don't respect what any fancy god's got to say about anything yeah they're not religious but like they're they're still like beings that might be gods so they're like yeah that thing is there i just don't like it right i'm not gonna do what it says it's almost more primal where it's just like fear of god is all that is required yeah which it seems like in my brain the cyclopses are just mad that some things can do stuff that doesn't make sense to them right it seems unfair that things have weird tricks Mm -hmm. and that's not cool and the the biggest weirdest tricks are the ones those pesky gods do yeah (laughs) so they don't like them yeah yeah that's my that's my hot take (laughs) hot take on the the first and last points how they work together yeah that's uh that stands up i think like it is kind of weird to make any this this game's full of magic nonsense. Yeah. And it's weird to including the explicit existence of gods who can affect the material world and do. And it's weird to have an entire race of themselves magical. I mean they don't have any like magical properties, but they are officially a giant which is like the giants are uh, pretty well magical. Yeah. They have like their own gods and they have their own really kind of complex society and way of doing things. And it's all very, like, even if you're the dumbest giant, you are still sort of, you are connected by this, it's called the ordining. Right. Which is this great big code of conduct and hierarchy thing. That so, if you're the dumbest giant, you are aware of the existence of the smartest, most impressive, glorious giants. Yeah, which have castles in the sky. Yeah, all kinds of magic nonsense. So you're at least aware of it, and you understand it all, and like it all. Even if you're just like eating mud and <laughs> kicking pigs all day. Yeah, you got the memo. You got, yeah, you know you know what's going on. The cyclops, uh, they don't they don't they don't they don't know anything about it. They don't care, and they're not no one cares to do anything with them. They're just like, 
they're such non entities in some way. They don't do anything other than er- herd goats. Yeah. They're not even explicitly like doesn't even say that they'll get in your way or anything. They just don't like you being yeah. around. Yeah, they're chaotic neutral too. That's their alignment. Yeah. They don't they're they they're just hard to predict, but they're not outwardly bad or good. It's just it's it's hard they you know. Yeah. yeah. And the so the image here, the illustration is like like we like I keep saying that's definitely what a cyclops looks like when it's about to hit you. But none of yeah. the like stuff leading up to that is represented. There's no like he looks like a brute for sure, but there's yeah. none of this like weird country bumpkin oafish denial of I guess it's not denial, but just like disrespect, disregard for yeah the forces of create of of creation that are literally all around you. Yeah, what could you do? You could have it. You could have it picking its teeth with like like a holy symbol. <laughs> around some goats yeah you, know? you could you could do yeah. you could do that chewing on a pewter <laughs> goblet. it's just yeah it's just eating eating a holy symbol yeah just eating looking it. at a at a another cyclops that wants to date through a bush <laughs> <laughs> something <laughs> um there are old the ad and d illustration of the cyclops is Again, once again, a better example of the mood board version of the Cyclops than the Cyclops about to attack you with a club. Right, yeah. And it's not anything crazy or different. It's just like a black and white illustration of like a schlubby looking one-eyed monster kind of just like sitting there going, uh. But it's like, yeah, this, I totally understand that this is an oafish. Uh, not necessarily aggressive, but just kind of dumb brute. And then the fifth edition one does this weird thing where it's got the illustration in the top right, full color, super fleshy Hulk mania happening. Yeah. But then also there's a miniaturized, like a one half the scale pencil outline of the exact same image. Yeah. But drawn just a few inches like away. And I don't know why. I don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking when this happens. Like yeah. it's kind of like a fake sketchbook, but it's too it's exactly the same as the finished image. Yeah. Just not colored. Yeah. It's really more just like filling up some empty space. Yeah. There. More than anything Which, else. Which like I'd rather just be empty or have something it's just it's conf- it's distracting. Yeah. It's distracting to me. Could even just be like a tied up goat down there. <laughs> that would have been good. Perfect. So much better. <laughs> Next to a pile of cutlery. Yeah. The The stat block isn't really... I don't know. Not much to say. Boatload of hit points. Super strong. Uh, Specifically it has, mentions it's poor depth perception. It has poor depth perception. Yeah. It can't attack anything more than 30 feet away without disadvantage. Which is great. It's because it can throw a rock or it can hit you with a club. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. So this is sort of like a low to mid-level obstacle on your way to something else. Unless you want to have an adventure somehow based on retrieving someone's crate of like metal bullshit. 
like someone's special spoon collection got stolen and it's ended up in the hands of these cyclops that are using them as like wind chimes or something. (laughs) Now there's a lot of other stuff you can do. Cyclops is, uh, so first you have to think, um, why use a cyclops when there are giants? There are even hill giants, which are kind of the same thing as them. Just like yeah. big giant, uh, terrestrial, uh, angry, strong guys yeah. that throw rocks <clears throat> and hit you with clubs. Yeah, they got two eyes and they're a little more open-minded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, I don't know if they're open-minded. The hill giants... Um, they're like, I think they're the dumbest ones. Yeah. But they're generally like, these guys aren't smart either. I'm not going to look it up right now, but it's like, I'm pretty sure the Cyclops and the, are even, are slightly more intelligent, but they, they at least have like, uh, their own kind of pastoral, uh, not pastoral, they're, they're herding society. Yeah. But they're generally peaceful. The, the giants are not they will and they're not right. afraid to show it yeah <laughs> uh but the cyclops like the hill giants are more aggressive cyclops are more easily messed with because they're explicitly so dumb and can be tricked in the ways outlined um they are they're kind of backwards they're kind of like backwards versions of people they're sort of like barbarians living on the edge of society. But yeah. They're like, like we would other the kinds of people that live on the outskirts of society of our civilization, call them barbarians or just like goat herders or whatever. Yeah. But these guys are one step more that direction because they're monstrous. So not even, they're not even a race of people that live on the edge of the main civilization. They're a race of monsters that, herd goats yeah so they kind of suggest like uh beyond them more of an unknowable monstrous world instead of just more lands populated by people yeah whereas giants are kind of aberrations that happen within uh your area like the problem with giants is that they're coming and smashing your shit up and then you have to do something about them or they're yeah. making off with yeah and there's usually some kind of giant king somewhere Mm -hmm. you know calling the shots and there's like and the different giants um though that they know their place in the whole scheme of things they're like there's different factions of like like fire giants have it out for other giants sometimes and like there's there's stuff going on yeah there's like politics much you want to care about the ordning you can have all kinds of inter-giant conflict Mm -hmm. which is a sort of legacy idea from several i don't know which modules in particular but there are all kinds of like backstory and all kinds of baggage that come with using the giants not at all with the cyclops yeah you can have one-off things and not worry you can have one-off encounters with giants too and not give a shit about all the other stuff easily but it's all kind of there and for the dm in the know you kind of have to wrestle or just have that in the background uh giants are almost always aggressive at least the hill giants um, but Cyclops just want to be left alone is another difference. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you could almost, you could, like, Cyclopses, because of their whole, like, we just want to be left, they could be Cyclopses, like, living on, like, a specific path that you got to take mm-hmm. somewhere. This one mountain pass, and there's some Cyclops, there's this tiny, small family unit of Cyclopses living there. And if you got to get through, you got to, you got to give them some kind of tribute. You got to do something. But don't, don't, like, make any obvious, like, prayers or anything when you're doing it. And so, it's like, just going to complicate things. Yeah, that's yeah. just the way through is just bring a tribute to the Cyclopses and they'll, they'll let you through. It's Yeah, fine. it's almost like a trial of patience. Yeah. Instead of just, like, how do we tack- tackle this giant? It's like, how do we tackle these, like, idiot, <laughs> these, these super strong idiots? Yeah. How do we get through their lands? Um, with minimum fuss. And yeah. You have to like, part of it is the threat of violence, but part of it is like, there, you have to listen to them talk about, uh, vaccines causing autism <laughs> for a while. <laughs> yeah. You gotta listen to their whole rant about how they don't vote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> their vote doesn't count anyway, so why bother? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to vote for the lesser of two evils. No. Where's his birth certificate? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> moon landing. Yeah. Moon faking, more like it. Moon is fake. <laughs> Never mind the landing. The uh You could just straight up make them flat earthers too. You oh. could do it. You could you could like and like it makes sense for one eyed people to think the earth is flat. Yeah, it's true. And you wouldn't and it's not you could be like, oh well it's like the the people like knew in ancient Egypt that the planet was a globe and that it was round. They briefly forgot in the middle ages and then remembered again, because you can just measure a shadow in two different places Mm -hmm. at the same time. And it's figured out pretty quickly, you know, uh, Cyclops isn't measuring shadows. Yeah. No, they're not doing that. They got to remember a number and they go to a different spot. Yeah. (laughs) Remember a different number. (laughs) The earth is flat. Yeah. The earth is completely flat because they have one eye (laughs) and they can't even conceive of like, have you ever read, I've read a few science fiction books that are like, they talk about what describing how like fourth and fifth and ongoing. Yeah. So forth dimensions would be like, like the aliens in a, in a, in a um, uh, uh, slaughterhouse five. Yes. Yeah. I think that's actually what I'm thinking of the most where it's like, you can easily conceive of what the world is like for beings that live within fewer dimensions than the one you have. Like we can think of what two dimensions looks like. Yeah. And we can think of what one dimension looks like, but we can't really conceive of what a fourth dimension looks like. But things that live in the fourth dimension can easily understand the third dimension and lower, but not higher. Yeah. So I think the same is with the Cyclops uh, lives in three dimensional space but can only really perceive like the wisdom is even lower than the intelligence can only really perceive one dimension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, doesn't really hold up. And like when it's wearing clothes and like, uh, gets through the day herds animals. So it can't be like cripplingly dumb, but I think they would still believe that the earth is flat. I think that's a great detail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's also like, there's all the nuanced differences between intelligence and wisdom here. And they are mm-hmm. specifically less wise than intelligent. They're not mm-hmm. super intelligent either, but yeah, they're it's like only in, an eight, like yeah. some people walking among us. Yeah. Have eight intelligence. Yeah. But if you're like a, like a, like a six wisdom is like you are, you have less 
Now it's getting dangerous. Yeah, that's yeah. like less than an owl has <laughs> in the stats in the game, I'm pretty sure. Like, and that's like an owls are wise, blah, blah, whatever thing. But there are plenty of just like beasts, just straight up yeah. animals that are wiser than cyclopses. So like a cyclops, what's, what's, what's a good, what's a good difference between intelligence and wisdom? So like they might know what to feed their goats, mm-hmm. but they have no idea like how to interact with some, like how to ask a question. I don't know. I'm trying to think of. What's a what's a good? What's well, I can't tell if you're lying or not about being a god. <coughs> That's true. If you do magic and you're like, I'm a god, they're like, okay, <laughs> Seems, checks out to me. Like they you can't say so. Like practically speaking, the skills that are used, yeah, uh, can't tell, can't lie. Yep. Actually, that's charisma. Never mind. Yeah. They can't tell if you're lying. That's yeah. That's it. They can't perceive things around them. Makes sense. One eye. Uh, they can't survive. Yeah, I think survival <laughs> is wisdom. To, <laughs> that's why they're herders because they yeah. have to just eat whatever's at hand so they yeah. maintain their their supply. Yeah, if they got if they get kicked out of their ca- territory, if they got to leave somehow, if they can't hang out at their goat farm, yeah, they're, they're, like they're, they're not crafty. House. They're not like eating. They're not like figuring out what bushes they can eat. Yeah, they just have super super simple sedentary lives. Yeah, they're but they're not like wilderness survival experts. No, they need yeah. they need uh, land to pasture. To graze their animals. Yeah. So yeah, they're flat earthers, 100%. Yeah. Write that down. Um, I think their whole cosmology is flat as well. Yeah, if they're they flat universes. One, if they think about the like multiverse, it's all flat. Yeah. Like if you can walk off, you can walk from the earth, the earth ends somewhere, you can just keep walking and you end up in like the abyss. Yeah. Or somewhere, like you just walk. And talking to one, they'd be like, look, I've been like forwards and backwards, left and right, never been up, never been down. Yeah. Have you? Proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> Proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I think that... I'm going to talk about the the myth of the Cyclops, the kind of yeah. stories that we have about Cyclops, and maybe it'll help flesh out uh, their game time stuff. But I think my pitch is, I think that they are, um, they're sort of on the border between life as you know it and life in a more primordial mythical world because yeah. they're people and they still have to eat things and they still have to work for their food but they're obviously not human beings. Yeah. They're obviously not civilization builders. They're kind of this in-between step. And the, having one eye kind of makes them look unfinished because they're otherwise human, but they have this one eye. So that does a couple of things. Makes them look unfinished, I think. Yeah. It, they're not as good at perceiving, which makes them probably not as good at analyzing and able to like think long-term and build things and, and do complicated things. Um, it also makes them look mysterious and primal. Yeah. One eye in the middle of the forehead is like, uh, like a often a sign of like psychic thought or like, yeah. um, extra sensory perception. So they may not live totally on the world, the level that we are, but they have this other sense, this other kind of origin. Yeah. They got, they don't have the regular eyes at all, but no. they got, they just have the third eye. They and they're making do with only Exactly. That. They only have the yeah. third eye. <laughs> yeah. They can see your aura. They can't see you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They only know what you're kind of about. 
They only they can only tell your your sign. Yeah. Yeah. That would be another funny detail. They only know your <laughs> astrological sign. They can't tell your real personality. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Neat. That's kind of like how like like your, the pineal gland gland in like any vertebrate's brain is mm-hmm. like is actually a third eye. Like it has a lens and a retina, even though it's in your skull and can't get Did any not light. Know that. That's back. That comes from when we were like uh, looked more like lizards, our ancestors. Like because uh-huh. uh, a lot of things that aren't reptiles like split out. They're sl- like splinter reptile same family tree and there are living lizards now that have their pineal gland that's like a third eye on the top of their head but it can just see lightness and darkness and it's like the it's the is a hawk swooping to get me sense oh okay yeah or is like is the sun shining here sense so it does it picks up light oh man i knew the pineal gland was somehow yeah related to the idea of extrasensory perception yeah. i had no idea it was an yeah. actual but eye it's there and it's it's yeah well it has like super like you could not actually see through it yeah yeah but even just like like, yeah perceiving lightness yeah vestigial darkness like aspects of being able to do that is like that's like a thing yeah wild yeah they only have that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean maybe more than just light and dark but like yeah what if you combine the idea of having like low vision bad poor vision but also like a really primitive psychic ability yeah but it's not like psychic in like a Professor Xavier way. It's more of just like a general uh, kind of astrological, semi-conspiracy believing. Like yeah. just kind of like a whack job. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine like the kind of the worst, most basic aspects of astrological belief. Yeah. That's all it can really do. Yeah. <laughs> it lives in this like really primitive magic world yeah it's like it's like the uh the like um scholastic book fair book on (laughs) astrology (laughs) level of understanding yeah exactly uh the cyclops means circle eye or round eye in Mm. greek so it's pretty on the nose um almost a slur uh, they pop up a bunch in Greek and Roman myth with a variety of personalities and traits and different roles, but they're usually kind of bad people and they usually kind of, they usually get fucked up yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, or sto- they get, they get their shit stolen and then they freak out a bunch. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a great, the, there's a lot of stealing from Cyclopses. My, the first one I'm going to talk about is, uh, Homer's Odyssey. Yeah. Where Odysseus, uh, encounters a cyclops there's actually they encounter they end up on this island the island of the cyclops and there's more than one it's a whole this is kind of the most direct source for the D cyclops yeah story um i'm just going to read it because it's kind of a great story in homer's epic odysseus lands on the island of the cyclops during his journey home from the trojan war and together with some of his men enters a cave filled with provisions when the giant slash cyclops Polyphemus or Polyphemus, I'm not sure how to pronounce it exactly, should have looked it up, don't at me, returns home with his flocks, he blocks the entrance with a great stone. Hey. We, we have that in the yeah. book. It's canon. <laughs> That's canon. Canon cyclops. That's the first thing we got to put in the book is that they use a stone to block an entrance. And scoffing at the usual custom of hospitality, eats two of the men. So here's where uh, the Cyclops has othered himself. 
by not saying, hey, you guys thirsty? I've got some ginger ale. He yeah. eats them <laughs> instead, which is a big deal, I think, in um, in more ancient times and uh, still some places, I think, to this day, maybe not so much in Western culture, but the idea of like a visitor, even a totally unexpected visitor, you treat them like very well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so going against that is like a taboo. So it really kind of monster monsterizes. Yeah. This goes pretty far in the other direction too. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not just yeah. like not offering them, uh, like a bowl of chips. Yeah. It's straight up eating it's them. Eating two of them. Not good. Not yeah. a good first impression. Uh, the next morning, the giant kills and eats two more and leaves the cave to go to work <laughs> to, <laughs> to graze his sheep. Right. Yeah. So he uh, has his coffee and he leaves and he's like, uh, you guys just sit tight. I'm going to maybe I'll come back to eat you. Who knows? And then shuts the door, rolls the stone uh, and then comes back, eats two more. So I thought the story was going to be like, well, he's gone. Odysseus comes up with a plan. No, they wait longer. And then the Cyclops comes back and eats two more. Yeah, that's to me. To, this is this is on Odysseus now. Yeah, he's, he really he's failing really his men here. here. Well, here's yeah. so here's the next the next step is Odysseus offers Polyphemus some strong and undiluted wine given to him earlier on his journey. So that means he just had this wine on him and mm. he got stuck in the cave with it, and then he's just thought of it now. After I guess if the giant came back and ate two more like right away, this isn't really Odysseus's fault. Yeah. That's true. He might have thought of this while waiting, and then the guy just like, you know, have you ever like gone home before you even taken off your your coat or whatever? You just yeah. like pour yourself a shot or like do something. Yeah. Before like the keys are still in your hand, and you're like, yeah, pouring a drink. He probably just ate two guys <laughs> while he still had like his yeah sheep herding he's got a lot to do he's got to layer up pants on if you can do two things at once you might as well yeah yeah he's a busy he's a modern single uh cyclops uh so he offers the guy some wine which he takes drunk and unwary the giant asks odysseus his name promising promising him a quest gift if he answers pretty sweet odysseus tells him utik which means nobody and Polyphemus promises to eat this promises to eat this nobody last of all as his gift. Uh, with that, he falls into a drunken sleep. Odysseus had meanwhile hardened a wooden stake. So this is what he did earlier. He hardened a wooden stake in the fire and he drives it into Polyphemus's eye when when Polyphemus shouts for help from his fellow giants. So he's living around them. There are other right. Cyclops around. Yeah. Uh, saying that nobody has hurt him because Odysseus <laughs> said his name was nobody. They think he's being afflicted by divine power and recommend prayer as the answer. So this is a weird, complicated mutation into the Cyclops of the fifth edition. Yeah. Where the relationship with religion is that they don't, they're not into it anymore. Yeah. Whereas. This guy, Polyphemus, or Polyphemus, uh, dies because of religion. <laughs> because his friends uh, believe that he's having a religious fit. Yeah. They send their thoughts and prayers. They send their thoughts and <laughs> prayers. 
exactly <laughs> one like equals one prayer yeah they all tweeted their thoughts and prayers while he's being stabbed in the eye <laughs> and nobody came to answer so this is these the fifth edition cyclops is sort of like like this guy's children or something that have like grown up to be like not religious because it does not help yeah <laughs> Uh, also, a great example of them being easy to trick. Oh, totally. So <laughs> yeah. easy to trick. My name is nobody. My name is nobody. <laughs> nobody All heard right. me. I'm going to eat you last. And then not even... So he's drunk. He's he's super yeah. drunk, right? Uh, kind of gives an excuse for why he got tricked. The other... Unless they're all drunk, hanging out outside this cave... And he's like, nobody stabbed me in the eye! Arr! And everyone's like, eh, well... Why don't you pray about it? <laughs> Back to bed, everyone. This is on. This is on the whole Cyclops community. That's great. I yeah. I like like thinking about this from the Cyclops's perspective a little bit because mm-hmm. like he's just in his house and these weird little creatures with more eyes than they should have show up. Mm-hmm. Right. So imagine little four-eyed people, <laughs> tiny little ones, show up at your house. You eat a couple of them. <laughs> And they get you drunk and then stab you in the eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'd be, I'd be, I'd be against everything they stood for. This, this is not where the story ends. Yeah. Either. In the morning, the blind Cyclops. So he just like stayed inside and like went back to sleep or something. <laughs> yeah. He lets the sheep out to graze, and he feels their backs to make sure that the men aren't riding them to escape. However, Odysseus and his remaining men have tied themselves to the undersides of the undersides of the animals. And they get away. And then as he sails off, he boasts from his boat that his real name is Odysseus. And this causes him problems later because Polyphemus prays to his father, who is Poseidon. (laughs) Oops. Prays to him for revenge. And he throws a huge rock, which rocks the ship, but they escape. And then I think there's another story made up by someone way later about uh polyphemus's life after being blinded right like it goes on great that's like a <laughs> yeah spin-off series yeah the spin-off the sitcom starring yeah uh, polyphemus and his uh overly religious mother-in-law <laughs> uh what happens oh yeah there's a later in Cyclops, a 5th century BC play by Euripides, a chorus of satyrs offers comic relief from the grisly story of how Polyphemus is punished for his impious behavior in not respecting the rights of hospitality. Um, and there's more more stories about him, basically just about how he's a bad person and gets comeuppance. Yeah. So he like he's like he like leads his flock into the sea by accident. It's just his life was never the same yeah. after he met Odysseus. Yeah. But it's his fault. It's mostly about his fault for not being a gracious host. Yeah, it's really just a parable about, like, mm-hmm. being a good host. Uh, it's like, be a good host, but even if you're not, you can still, like, get your po- rich and powerful dad <laughs> yeah. to, like, clean up, clean up after you, take care of your problems. They, uh... So they... What is this? The giant is described as uh, descending to the shore using a loped pine tree as a walking staff. Once he reaches the sea, he washes his oozing bloody eye socket and groans painfully. Uh, 
Achaemenides. This is a story of Achaemenides, um, kind of way later after uh, Homer's Odyssey. He's taken aboard a vessel and they cast off with Polyphemus in chase. And he roars in frustration and brings the rest of the Cyclops down to the shore as they get away. So he's still chasing people off of their island. Um, so he's the son of Poseidon. Yeah. And so we're going to get into uh, Theogony, which is the big book of uh, the godly kind of family Facebook of mm-hmm. like where they'll fit in their backstories right. with each other and who's related to who. There are three Cyclops, uh, Brontus, Steropes, Steropes, and Arges. I'm getting all these wrong probably, but they mean Thunderer, Lightning, and Bright or Brightener. Mm. They are all sons of Uranus and Gaia. So they're sons of the sky and earth. And they are brothers to the Titans and brothers to the Hakaton Cheris or the hundred handed, the hundred armed or hundred limbed giants that were like, they're not quite Titans. They're not gods, but they fought with the gods against the Titans. Yeah. But they look messed up and they're great. And I don't know why they're not in the fifth edition. A hundred arms. They have, hundred, they have hundreds of limbs each. Yeah. And depictions of them look amazing, but they're nowhere in this book for some reason. Uh, but we've got the Cyclops, these three guys. Um, they are all about brute strength and stubbornness, but they're also about masonry and blacksmithing. So Uranus, fearing their strength when they were growing up, uh, locked them away in Tartarus. And their like other brother, Cronus freed them and the hundred handed people, hundred armed people after he had overthrown Uranus, Uranus. I'm terrible at this. Cronus then placed them back in Tartarus where they remained guarded by the female monster Campe until freed by Zeus. They fashioned thunderbolts for Zeus to use as weapons and helped him overthrow Cronus and the other Titans, the lightning bolts. So they were mistreated by their own father and their own brothers and then finally released by Zeus. So they made him weapons and they made, uh, what else did they make? They made Poseidon's uh, trident, Artemis's bow and arrows of moonlight. They made Apollo's bow and arrows of sun rays. They made Hades's helm of darkness. Um, so they made, they're the makers of all of them big magic items of the gods. See, that's, that's a great, that's that that that's a great little adventure hook there because there might be a cyclops who like though is a big dummy is a real good blacksmith yeah right and so like that is where like some of the real powerful artifacts right magical now you've got a items. reason to actually get yeah and, and deal with the cyclops deal with the cyclops but you've got to convince him somehow yeah to make you this sweet magic sword uh but like that's going to take some like trickery. But he's a flat earther. <laughs> he's, a, he's a he's a flat earther, and he's not going to help you unless you join his pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah, he's got a vacuum to sell you. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't recognize that it's a pyramid scheme. It's a reverse funnel. No, it is a reverse funnel. Yeah. It's all flat to him, so nothing goes up or down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no such thing as a pyramid. It's a triangle scheme. <laughs> uh. 
Yeah. So this kind of idea, the masonry and blacksmithing thing, and the like, they're kind of the like bastard child of creation. Yeah. Because they're not wanted and they survived the purging of the Titans and all of the that because they sided with the gods. Yeah. Or rather, the gods took pity on them, so they repaid them with weapons that the gods used to overthrow the Titans. Yeah. But they also walk the earth. This is like, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about them being in between creatures. Yeah. Because they walk the earth like us, they're stuck wherever the gods put them, but they have these crazy magic powers that they can make insane weapons and items. But yeah. they're just as much like slave to circumstance as the rest of us. Yeah. That's great. I, um, have you, maybe you, came across this in your research but like have you read about how like what the origin of like cyclops legends has to do with uh elephants yeah the mammoth skulls yeah right? yeah the one there's a paleontologist um orthanio othaniel abel he noticed that like an elephant skull if you've never seen an elephant but just seen its skull it just mm-hmm. got like one big hole for the uh the trunk and then the eye sockets are like really subtle it's got like a big jaw. It kind of mm-hmm. looks like a human skull a little bit with one big hole in the middle. Yeah. And so you'd find those in caves on islands because there were dwarf mammoths that lived on islands, all of that area that would have like probably died or hung out in caves. Yeah. So they these... found there, there are mammoth skeletons that they found on Greek islands. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the ancient Greeks would have found these weird fucking skulls. But and I've like... never seen an elephant before because yeah. it's way before yeah. the days of Alexander the Great going down to India. Yeah. So they don't know what elephants are. Yeah. And so uh, have you, there's this thing where um, like a lot of dinosaurs probably weren't the way they looked because if it's like a, a lot of skeletons, if you just like stretch skin over the skeleton, that's the way you picture bone, like the full creature <laughs> sure, looking. Yeah. But like a lot of living animals would look really terrifying look if we crazy. did that. We yeah. would look, yeah, we would look crazy. We would look like pumpkin head, you know, <laughs> um, like a stork would look like this horrible like spear claw monster or swan you know baboons are terrifying but if you just had like an elephant skull on like a big human it would just have this weird face and this great big eye Mm -hmm. and these this it would be this big weird lumpy dude yeah it'd be it'd be awful yeah you would believe in cyclops yeah you could even put their eye their singular eye on like a weird stock you could you could make cyclopses look way weirder i think and that would be fine that'd be fine yeah there's a great image um I think did I get rid of it? I'm the worst. There's a painting of a cyclops that looks amazing. It's like a some of the depictions of cyclops are really interesting. Some of them have like um like they have the two places where your eyes would normally be, like the sockets, but it's oh, just yeah. like overgrown and the like brow. <laughs> Mid-sentence, something happened to my computer, and we lost <laughs> a little bit of what we were recording. But, quick recap, there are some great paintings of the Cyclopses that are out there, and there's one extra weird one that uh, uh, you can find currently on the Wikipedia page uh, next to, what is it, uh, Ancient Origins? I think that's that's what it was. Something like that. Yeah, it's by reading the painting is. Um, and also there is a medical condition called cyclopia. Was that it? Cyclopia. Yeah. Cyclopia. Yeah. So yes. And the, the connection between those two. So what is it? Audelon radon. 
yeah. the, the painting. Yeah. It's great. It's like this really ominous looking giant cyclops looming over the horizon, looking down at a naked lady basking in some nature. Yeah. And he's like, hey. But it's not aggressive and it's just kind of ominous. It's strange. It's kind of uncanny. Yeah. yeah. The head is, it's like featureless except for the eye and this weird mouth kind of poking out of the bottom. Yeah. And it actually kind of looks like a real world thing. Yeah. Cyclopia, which is when a child is born where uh, the hemispheres of the brain have not been allowed to split. So it all gets mixed into one big giant round head that is uh, uncannily round. Yeah. Like a sphere. And things do not develop well. The human body just cannot live that way. So things born with Cyclopia tend to die after a day or so. I think the longest surviving creature lived to be like a week old. Yeah. And it's really, uh, it's definitely nightmare fuel if you want to look that up. Um, you are warned. And one of the strangest things about it is that the nose uh, develops on like above the eye. Yeah. Super weird. And so that's a terrible thing, awful thing. It's developed from a naturally occurring chemical called cyclopamine, which is found in corn lilies, and it causes fatal birth defects up to including this kind of thing. And they've done a lot of research on it, especially in the States when they kind of figured this out. And the... There's just this one line here that I have to read. There's a lot of like science here, but this just might lighten the mood a little. Uh, so the, I'll, I'll back it up. It, uh, it took more than a decade to identify the corn lily as the culprit after they started studying it. Uh, later work suggested that different rain patterns caused the sheep to graze differently, impacting the amount of corn lily ingested by pregnant sheep. The poison interrupts the sonic hedgehog signaling pathway during development, thus causing birth defects. Oh, yeah. The sonic hedgehog. <laughs> That's, yeah. So you knew about this. I, I knew there was a genetic thing that was called sonic hedgehog. Yeah. And that I think it was just called that because the scientists realized they could name it whatever they wanted. Well, here's here's yeah. what happened. Okay. Are, so it's a, it's a certain protein, yeah. I believe. Okay. Um. And there are two other proteins that were previously discovered before the sonic hedgehog protein. And the person that named these two proteins using whatever crazy diagram methods that they have to like map these things. Yeah. Thought that it looked like a hedgehog. (laughs) And so named it, named one of the proteins like Indian hedgehog and the other one after some other hedgehog species. Yeah. Thinking that it looked like a hedgehog. Yeah. Years and years later, like pretty modern as in someone that played Sega yeah named the new pr- uh, protein that they discovered sonic hedgehog and Great. this is now in medical literature and people have to say it out loud when they talk about this that's stuff. awesome that's great yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's i love it i love it when like chemicals and proteins and uh things in science have official ridiculous names Uh there's a there's a there's a chemical uh compound i think it's it's i forget if it's a 
yeah, I forget exactly what it is. It's a poison, and its official name, its actual name, is Very Fast Death Factor. Very Fast Death Factor. Yeah, that's a. I love that's, that band. That's yeah. <laughs> that's what you call it. You, you can have a vial of Very Fast Death Factor. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, the one. The, so Cornelia, I don't think occurs in Greece, but what they did have that called Cyclopia was, um an herbal medicine called white hellebore. Mm-hmm. So that's how they probably people were getting uh, cyclopia. Um, and who knows along that alongside like the mammoth bones um, and especially, so the Homer uh, Homer's odyssey thing, parts of the story from what I understand, uh, especially this, this chapter, the Island of the Cyclops it borrows some stuff. It has some similarities with the Epic of Gilgamesh and some other stories coming from the uh, the Caucasus, I think, the like the Caucasian yeah. uh, mountain area. Lots of stories about one-eyed giants. Um, maybe also derived from this uh, affliction or from the mammoth heads. So it's like a pretty widespread thing. One-eyed creatures turn up a lot. Um, they mostly kind of have the same vibe. Brutes that don't want you near them. Mm-hmm. They turn up. Uh, there's a weird kind of language thing that happened connecting them like it's hard to, i don't uh, i don't know if it stems their blacksmithing and masonry thing stems from this or if it's um the other way around but there's a type of masonry called cyclopean is a type of stonework found in mycenaean architecture it's walls and structures built with massive limestone boulders roughly fitted together with minimal clearance between adjacent stones and no use of mortar, which is a dry, dry stone construction, which is canon in fifth edition. It, it says, yeah, it's got the little line, dry stone structures. And it's one of those things. It's like, well, it's called Cyclopean because they didn't know when they found them, like ancient Greeks didn't know how they could reconstruct them, like the pyramids or whatever. So they're just yeah. like, oh, it must've been Cyclops. <laughs> But I don't know if I did, like that's because they had the myth of the Cyclops being good masons and blacksmiths already, or just they needed the a picture of giants building walls to satisfy them. I like the um, we don't know how this was built. It's probably Cyclopses. <laughs> like I like it too, although it starts to get like. Like we, uh, we, we, people thought about that, about different, um, ruins for a long time. It makes kind of sense with ancient Greece looking at even more ancient structures. But when people in England thought that like the Roman structures were the work of giants. Oh yeah. That's that's just, we're getting like, we're, we're, we're getting close to the modern era. You guys like stop, (laughs) stop thinking it's giants all the time. I lose patience when. When yeah, the, the Roman structures are thought to be giants. Come on, come on, you guys. <laughs> um, 
This is not at all related to the monster Cyclops, like the one-eyed giant monster, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, I, I don't know. Just, this is just so weird as a like canon thing in fiction. I I I can't leave it out. So the 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 X Man Cyclops. Okay, he doesn't mm-hmm. the way his laser eyes work. Yeah, um, he doesn't he doesn't like generate the energy somehow in his eyes. Inside of his eyes are portals to another dimension of pure energy. Oh my god! That he can open or close those portals, right. and that's that's where all that energy comes from. I didn't know that. That's because whoever was writing the comic book that sought to answer that question was like bothered by like the conservation of energy. Like how? Where does like, he get the energy? Where's he yeah. getting the energy in? Where's the input? Yeah. If he's got so much output there, it's because it's a portal to another dimension that's of perfect. pure energy. That's that's perfect. Yeah. I just, that's that's and that's not related to anything we were talking about except the name Cyclops. Right. Well, I was I was kind of thinking about this, wondering if I should mention Cyclops as well. I don't know a ton about him other than he's like the whiniest emo expert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that also is like, what comparisons can you draw between Cyclops and Cyclops? He, uh, Cyclops, the monster, sort of, uh, kind of a tragic figure. Yeah. Or at least, uh, sad kind of sad um cyclops also sad and uh both kind of bring it on themselves yeah um they're both sort of afflicted with their powers yeah right i guess cyclops isn't really afflicted with giant strength but they're definitely like it's their only tool to lean on that gets them in trouble because they want to eat and kill things yeah yeah, but that's about it. That's about it. I guess they both picked a side. Yeah, in a in a in a in a fight, you could yeah. have a really bad joke about like there being a team of superheroes and their Cyclops is just like a dumbass, <laughs> just a big guy with just one a big eye, guy with one eye, <laughs> who like can't tell where he's going. Or you could have like a group of wandering Cyclops all be the X Men. I don't know. We're <laughs> yeah. digging, scraping the bottom yeah. of the barrel. You could you could just give one of the Cyclopses in your world like the laser eye power, but oh, he can't yeah. figure out that he needs that he needs to close his eyes to not destroy everything. Yeah, that's a teachable moment. Yeah, that will test your player's uh, desire to fix problems or just murder him. That's well, yeah. The the the, the adventure hook. The problem is there is this stupid asshole with a laser eye. <laughs> running around burning the forest down and you gotta you gotta find him and you gotta reason with him just tell him to just close his eye just close his eye yeah and let us put this (laughs) piece of red glass over it but he's key he's it's real hard to discipline and then give him a school full of likewise gifted children to (laughs) to command and mentor and a skin tight suit with a big x on (laughs) it yeah um, there's another, there's a story, uh, kind of an extension of the, the three blacksmith brothers that is also kind of neat. It's kind of hard to follow, but it's, a uh, so Eclestes is this play where Apollo kills the Cyclops in retaliation for Asclepius's murder. Asclepius is uh, Apollo's son. Right. And he's murdered by Zeus, who used thunderbolts. So he murders the Cyclops for making the thunderbolts, which is like, that's such a Greek 
reason <laughs> to kill someone. Uh, for this crime, Apollo was then forced into the servitude of Ad- Admetus. Admetus? Don't know that one. Um, Zeus later revives Asclepius and the Cyclopses. This was after the year of Apollo's servitude had passed. Zeus pardoned the Cyclopses and Asclepius from the underworld, despite them being dead, even though his lord of the dead, Hades, does not ever allow any of his souls to leave the underworld. But Zeus could not bear the loss of the Cyclopses, for they were the biggest reason the Olympians assumed power. <laughs> and some versions have it that after Apollo killed the Cyclopses, their ghosts dwelt in the caverns of the volcano Aetna. That's cool. Cyclops yeah. ghost living in a volcano for That's awesome. like epic uh, punishment reasons. Yeah. So like the Cyclops actually kind of does well when they are the whipping boy of gods. Yeah. Because then it's kind of like they are sympathetic characters wandering the earth along with you. And they're like super, they're supernatural, but they're like your kin. Yeah. Because they're also being shoved around by gods. So this non-religious thing is kind of weird because it's actually kind of more interesting when they are being fucked around. Oh, you know what you could have? Cyclopses, uh, you find them and they are worshiping someone who claims to be a god but is not. And you, your job is then to like, do you also exploit them or do you like show them the way? Yeah, that's great. You free them from their servitude. Yeah. Or are they just ghosts in a volcano? Yeah. And you could, and it's, yeah, totally. Cause that's their whole thing. It's yeah. like specifically says that they're e- easily tricked, right? Yeah. So. So you could come yeah. into the situation with them already being tricked, and then you mm. have to decide what you want to do about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could also have, like, the ironic twisted. Like, if you do decide to, uh, like, exploit them yourself, turns out they're a lot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're too much work. Yeah. It's, you bit off more than you can chew having yeah. a, having a, uh, a b- bunch of cyclopses. Yeah misunderstanding everything you tell them yeah telling you about uh string theory <laughs> i guess is that a, is that a conspiracy thing string, string theory? theory no I, that's it's less wacko than like what i wanted to yeah I'm trying to think of more things other than just flat earth i'm gonna keep hitting that that's the best one flat that's earth the best yeah i love that they're flat earthers and yeah. anti-vaxxers <laughs> i mean they could be really concerned about lizard people but that's like a real concern yeah. In D&D, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lizard people. That's true. Lizard, that's a very different problem. What if that's the Dungeons one conspiracy Dragons. that they're right about? Is le- that's Shapeshift powerful people, people are yeah. actually mm-hmm. taking over the world? Yeah. It's kind of like, do you ever see that movie Conspiracy Theory? Or just Conspiracy? It's Mel Gibson and Patrick Stewart. Oh, no. I don't know. Mel Gibson plays a uh, cab driving uh, kind of like Reddit before reddit was around right. really like he plays like a conspiracy reddit bro driving yeah. a taxi around talking about conspiracy theories all yeah. the time but then one conspiracy theory he has is actually real so then he gets targeted by oh, the great. people behind the conspiracy yeah. and then it's all unraveled through that yeah so what if the cyclops was like this like conspiracy cab driver who was right about lizard people <laughs> And he was like he was like running he could make him like driving a rickshaw or something yeah yeah or like taking you from one point of the wilderness to the other and he's like do you hear about these chinese murder vans <laughs> <laughs> all right well good to see you anyways the earth is flat take care <laughs>
<laughs> yep. Stay away from those damn sideways blinking scienti- climate scientists. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. There even there's even some suggestions of like they're being associated with smith smithing and building and stuff. They might have there might have been uh smithing guilds that were sort of like cults or older minor god cults. Yeah. And they were folded into Greek myth, especially with uh the Odyssey story being similar to and borrowing from other regions folklore. So they might have just been like like the domestication of other smaller gods into the larger Greek myths. Yeah. Um Polyphemus might have been a local demon or monster turned into this more uh broad villain. So I think you should mix them with the divine and gods. They seem to yeah. be better when they're like in this hierarchy and they become more sympathetic. Uh yeah, I don't know. I think it's also important. I got one more note. I think that they're uh it's important that they're not underground or above ground at yeah. the same level as people. They're not like ogres. Yeah. Where they're dumb and and um aggressive and and malign. They're not like when you go into a dungeon, dungeon's kind of a specific place. Like Yeah. Uh like underground is kind of a mythic place with its own set of rules and ideas everything's kind of like a dark reflection yeah. of fears and and the worst of human psychology but on land it's more about exploration going to strange new places finding these creatures that are like you but not like you more primitive in a more fantastical way yeah yeah, like, like a cyclops wouldn't want to live in a dungeon any more than you or I no, would. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Rela- they're more relatable and more sympathetic. Yeah. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. That's I've got great. nothing else. I think we're about like an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, like an, like an hour, almost. like an hour and ten minutes, about. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's great. I think it's good. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, next up. Well, here's here's something. Oh, yeah. Okay, hear me out. Um, yeah, we're gonna get into the D's, and we're gonna be in the D's for most of our lives. That's true. <laughs> it comes for a long time. Yeah. Um, and we'll figure out do this exactly because the demons, dragons, and devils are these huge categories. That's yeah. It's it's a lot. So we're gonna have to figure that out. But I was thinking maybe before we get to we get before we do the first D, we do something I've been thinking about, which is we look at one of the character classes. Oh, yeah. So we do whatever the first one is, it's either bard or barbarian. Barbarian. No, bard. Bard, yeah. Yeah. So we could do that. I was thinking like once in a while we'll just do like a character class. I think those are super neat. Would be barbarian, wouldn't it? B-A-R-B. Yeah. 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 barbarian. (laughs) Yeah. Chris and Wes learned to spell. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. We'll talk about it, but maybe we'll do a barbarian episode next. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. And we can like pepper character class stuff in sometimes. Sweet. Just to change it up a little. Yeah. In any case, that's it for now. All right. Um, Thanks for listening. Rate. I don't know what else. What do we do? Rate, review, tell your people, your friends. Yeah, definitely Um, tell people about it. That's that's (laughs) the most reliable method, I think. 
And uh, Monster on. Oh, we have an email address. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. We do. MonsterManualMash at gmail.com. Yep. Send questions, comments, uh, insults, better ideas, corrections. It's been a while since we had corrections, but yeah. I bet you there are some that need to happen. Oh, yeah. I bet I've gotten something wrong in the last couple <laughs> episodes. All right. Well, uh, goodbye. goodbye.